people who didn't come today. I'm not gonna mention the people who let rain keep them home. I'm not, not gonna mention them. I'm not gonna talk. I'm, not, I'm thankful for you all. You all pressed through the rain and came here today. Amen. Isn't that good? I'm happy for you. Amen. It's interesting, people always want God to come through for them. People always want God to, I need God to just come through for me. And yet, when it's rain, a little, little bit of, you know, too, too cold, a little whatever, whatever. But I'm not going to talk about them. I'm thankful for you today, being in the house. Amen. 1 Corinthians 12. 1 Corinthians 12. We're going we're gonna to really try to uh, finish, get, really get into what we started uh, Wednesday night. Okay? <clears throat> so, 1 Corinthians 12 and uh, verse 1 says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren and sisterin, I don't want to leave the sisters out. <laughs> I do not want you to be ignorant. So we know most people in the body of Christ are what? Ignorant about spiritual gifts. He says in verse 4, there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. There are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. Verse 7, but the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one. How many? Each one. Each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the same spirit. Verse 10 is our focus scripture. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. Verse 11, but one of the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills, individually as he wills. Today we're going to talk about uh, the Divine Nine Part Six Proclamation Gifts. Divine Nine Part Six Proclamation Gifts. Part five, we, uh, we re we're renaming tongues are a sign, are for a sign. That's what we did Wednesday night. We were supposed to do proclamation gifts. We renamed that tongues are for a sign. So today we're going to do proclamation gifts. Amen. Thank you, Father, for the word we're receiving. God, thank you, Lord, that your people are heeding the word. They're ready to receive. And I pray, Father, that, Lord, you speak to us clearly from heaven. Let there be clarity and accuracy about your word today, Lord. Let revelation flow freely. And I thank you that every heart that receives will, and every life, Lord, that, that receives today will be changed forever. That we'll know what you've given us, know what you've called us to do, know what, what you've called us to have, know what you've called us to be, oh God. Know, Lord, that you can use us in this day and this time. So, Lord, speak for your servants we hear. We will obey what we hear. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. All right, take your seats today. Hallelujah. So, we've been talking again about our purpose and our calling. So, uh, so that I can get into this today, let me just jump right into a review. Uh, we talked about uh, revelation gifts in uh, verse, verse uh, 8, talks about the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge. And we also included in that discerning of spirits from verse 10, right? We talked about, now I'm, I'm not going to review those. You got to go back and watch those yourself. They're, on, they're online, amen? We talked about the demonstration gifts, right? Which are faith, gifts of healings, and the working of miracles, okay? So uh, there are gifts that reveal something. Then there are gifts that do something. But we're talking today about the gifts that say something. The proclamation gifts, 
right? All right, now, uh, let's turn over just a quick review from those of you who might not have been here on Wednesday night. Uh, the Lord took us off on a tangent. I wasn't expecting to let us go into that this soon. But let's go over to Mark 16 and verse 14. Mark 16, verse 14. Hallelujah. Because the Lord said something that was pretty challenging yeah. to us. And, uh, but if, it, if he says it, I believe it. I, believe it. <laughs> I, just, I have to adjust myself. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You, you, don't, you don't ask God to adjust himself to what you think. We make sure we adjust ourselves to what God says. Absolutely, Is that right? That's right? We don't make the mistake of trying to bring the word down to us. We want to bring ourselves up to the word. God says, my ways, Isaiah 55, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your, your thoughts. My thoughts and my ways are higher than your ways and your thoughts. So he said, forsake your ways. Abandon your thoughts. So we don't bring God down to our level. We bring ourselves up to his level. All right, so Mark 16, verse 14 says, later he appeared to the 11 as they sat at the table. This is he, Jesus. And he rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen, verse 15. And he said to them, go into all the world and do what? Preach the gospel, preach the gospel to every preach creature. It. So they're going to go out and preach the gospel. This is, this is their evangelism. And this is our same model today. Okay? Go preach the gospel to every creature, verse 16. He who believes, believes what? The gospel, the gospel that you preach. And is baptized, will be saved. So we see the formula here. But he who does not believe will be condemned. Okay. So we're talking about, he's saying there, when you preach, there are going to be some who will believe and some who will not believe. Y'all got it? Y'all ready for this again? Because I want to make sure we drill this into our hearts. So verse 16, he who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. So you're going to go preach the gospel. Right. And there are going to be two groups of people that you, that you deal with. Those who believe and those who do not believe. Now, the, the thing is, Jesus Christ wants to make sure for the disciples, he gives them a way to distinguish between those who believe and those who don't believe. Oh, this is good right here. This, this, is, this is masters of not doctrine level word right here we're talking about. This is not milk. This is not even meat. This is strong meat. Am I right about that? Any of y'all been in church most of your life and you never heard this? I know I had until the Lord dealt with me on this here. So I'm going to distinguish for you, Jesus says, a believer and an unbeliever. Because when you go preach, anybody can fill out a little card. Anybody can raise their hand and say, oh, I believe. But James said, even demons believe and tremble. See? So demons, thank you, Lord, Holy Ghost. So demons have a response to their believing. Demons have a reaction in their believing. That's what James said. Even demons believe and tremble. So there has to, Jesus said, I want to make it clear to you guys how you're going to know 
Who believes and who doesn't believe? Who's, let me just put it this way, who believes and baptized will be saved. So who's saved and who's not saved? Now, I'm just, we're just going to look at it the way it is now. I don't need, I don't need your, your theology. I, I'm, we're going by his theology. I don't need all your, your revelation, all your stuff you got, your doctorate and all your stuff you have in, in Bible. I'm talking about let's just read it from the way Jesus said it. Okay? So how are we going to know who believes? Verse 17. And these signs will follow those who believe. Demons have a sign. They tremble. This word signs is not the same word when you read signs, wonders, and miracles. That's a different signs. This word signs, the Greek word simeon, which is talking about evidence, token, or proof. So this will be the proof of those who believe. So he gives five <laughs> super, because getting saved is supernatural. Getting saved is not coming to the altar and putting your name on a, on a list and now I'm a member of the church. That's not getting saved. It's not putting your name on a little on a little roll and somebody say, well, we got a thousand people saved this weekend. You know these big rallies people have. A thousand people got saved this weekend and they ain't nobody church. They don't, they don't ever learn about their calling. They don't ever, ever do it. Nothing supernatural happens. Well, I know, they got, I know I got saved because, you know, because I cried. Well, you know, you can cry at a good movie. I do. I cried at watching The Lion King. I cried watching Finding Nemo. I kid you not. I'm, I kid you not. Grown, big old grown man, I cried watching Lion King. I'm just telling you. I ain't no punk. I'm just telling you I just cried because I got emotional. So emotionalism was not, is not listed as one of the signs. Crying is not listed as, as a sign of being saved. Okay, well, uh, we know they're saved because, well, you know, they stopped drinking. They're not listed as one of the signs. Well, they stopped smoking and stopped cussing. That's not listed. Those aren't listed as one of the signs. <laughs> okay, we're going to believe Jesus? See, because plenty of people who are unsaved, don't go to church, don't even believe in God, stop drinking. Absolutely, absolutely. They stop smoking. They stop cussing. Good, they, they, they're good people yeah. who will, unless they do this, bust hell wide open. Okay? So let's say what Jesus, see what Jesus said. Here are the signs, he lists five of them, that will identify a believer. Number one, in my name, in my name. they will cast out demons. Anybody cast out a demon yet? Come on, sir. All right. If, 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 good, if you have. If you haven't, you're not excluded. This is one of the signs. Now, can I, now watch. I, I got I to gotta push you here. Can I push you here, Oscar? Because, see, this is how I've been reading this for all these years. I've been reading these five signs as when you get saved, now it's possible for you to do these things. 
But this is not what he said. Because if, if you add these verses to the verses before him, he said, no, these are the signs that you're going to know somebody is a believer. I'm giving you an identifying mark on their life. And what happens is many people going around here, oh, I believe because I go to church. That's not, that's not one of the signs. Those aren't the signs. What are the signs? In my name, they will cast out demons. Well, that's one. That's one. But, there, but Jesus said there are going to be people who come to him in the last day and say, I cast out demons in your name. And he said, depart from me, you work of iniquity. I never knew you. Well, how do they cast the demons out without being a believer? Well, just like in, in Acts uh, 19, you read about there were these Jewish, uh, Acts 19, 16. You read about there were these Jewish exorcists. Right. Who went out casting out demons? They didn't believe in Jesus. Matter of fact, they came to this one man uh, and said, they, they called, Bob called them the sons of Sceva. They came to this one man and said, We cast you out in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches. Now, the Bible called them exorcists, which meant that they must have had some sort of success before. Because you can't be an exorcist if you don't ever exercise a demon. Right? You're not a plumber if you've never done plumbing. So the Holy Ghost calls them exorcists. Right. So that means they must have done it. Which And, and the re, I explained to you tonight the reason why they were successful at times was because God loves that person enough that he wants that person delivered. Yes. Got it? Okay. So in my name they'll cast out demons. Notice the next sign. Yes. They, will. they will speak with new tongues. Some people have... have Minimize that to mean, well, I stop cussing. I don't cuss no more. I don't cuss no more. Well, most people, you know, they cuss because they don't have an extensive vocabulary. If your vocabulary is limited, all you know how to do is cuss. Cussing is a sign of, a, of, a, of an ignorant person. Y'all don't like that. It's a sign that you have a very limited vocabulary. It means, it means it's because you don't, you don't have enough adjectives in your vocabulary. To fulfill in words, you understand? So if you just get more adjectives in your vocabulary, you don't have to use you know, those words. So no, it's they'll speak with new tongues. It's, that word tongues is glosses, languages. Got it? All right, let me keep going here because I don't want to get caught up in that too long. Verse 18, sign number three. Everybody say sign number three. Sign number three. They will take up serpents. Oh, Lord. Are we going to picking up snakes? No. This is what this saying is. If a snake, if a snake gets, on, gets a hold of you, you can take it up, shake it off. That's what Paul demonstrated that in Acts 28. He was trying to build a fire, reach into the, into the uh, pile of sticks, and a snake jumped on his hand. He shook it off, and they thought he was going to fall dead, and he didn't fall dead. They said, whoa. Yep, he's, he's saved. All right. If they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. So poison. This is a sign. <laughs> All right, sign number five. We'll, I'll keep going here. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. This is not just you, ha you will have an ability. This is a sign 
that you are a believer, that you can heal people by laying on your hands. You got it? All right, let's, let's prove it a little more, and then I'll, I'll move on, because some people are like, I don't, I'm struggling with this, Pastor. Okay, let's get more scripture on this. 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 22. 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 22. You have that? Everybody there? Yeah. Therefore, no, go to, go to verse, give me verse 20. Go to verse 20. Brethren, do not be children in understanding. However, in malice be based, but in understanding be mature. So we're growing up in our understanding right now. Yes. Say, name, I'm growing up right now. So verse 21, verse 21, now watch, he's he going talk to talk to us about growing up in our understanding. In the law it is written, with men of other tongues and other lips I will speak to this people, and yet for all that they will not hear me, says the Lord. So he's dealing with the people's, the people's immaturity in not hearing these other tongues, these right. other languages. Right. He said, I'm going to speak to you. He, this is referencing back to the, the book of Isaiah. Right. Okay, now watch verse 22. Therefore... Tongues are for a sign. That's part five. Tongues are for a sign. Not to those who believe, but to unbelievers. Huh? But prophesying is not for unbelievers. But for those who believe. So once, once you're... Uh, you're a believer and you're established as a believer, you, you are now for pro prophesying. You are for, 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 for prophesying. But watch what he says for the, so prophe prophecy is a sign for believers. This is what we can really say if we understand this correctly. Prophecy is a sign for believers. But this says tongues are for a sign not to those who believe, but to Unbelievers. All right. So let's switch to the, to the Amplified Bible on this. So it'll help us. It'll straighten your face out. Y'all got furrowed brows and your. Because this is, this is us doing our self-evaluation. Am I saved? Sir, you better stand tall, man of God. The other night, my, 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 my son told us yesterday morning, he had a dream. He had a dream that, that it scared him. He said he dreamt that. Uh, we were all gathered, we were praying or something, and he said, uh, I announced to our family Jesus Christ was getting ready to come right then. And it scared him. I said, oh, we, my wife and I explained, this, Jesus Christ's return is not supposed to be scary. It's right. supposed to be a glorious time for us. We ought to be looking forward to Christ coming. Right. Unless you're not saved. See, and I don't want Jesus Christ to come. He could come right in the middle of the service. I don't want him to come in the middle of the service, and you've been in church your whole life and think you're saved. <laughs> And you're not saved. So can we read this here? Thus unknown tongues, read it with me. Thus unknown tongues are meant for a supernatural sign, not for believers, but for on the point of believing. Uh-oh. So what this tells me then is that at my, the point that I become a believer, tongues is my sign. Hey. Oh. 
Well, that's heavy. That's heavy. That's, that's 40 weight heavy right there. Because a lot of people, wait, I'm a believer. I'm, I'm good. That's, I'm glad that you're good. I'm not talking to y'all. I'm talking to people that are watching online. I'm glad that you're good, but I'm talking about the sign. Because notice it said, meant for a supernatural sign. Because getting born again is a supernatural transaction. It's a supernatural event. It's beyond you signing your name on something. I mean, the act, you never read that, the, uh, you know, Peter went out, he went and preached out the gospel, you know, the day of Pentecost, he preached, and 3,000 people filled out cars. It didn't, they, they didn't have any cars to fill out. They didn't have a membership team to come in, okay, let's sign you up and take you in the back room, and we're going to sign you up, and you join it. That's not, they didn't do that. What happened? They spoke in tongues. So then this tells me that tongues then are, a, are meant for a supernatural sign or signal, not for unbelievers, but for believers, but for unbelievers on the point of believing. So my supernatural stamp, bam, is I speak in tongues. Yes, sir. Otherwise, how do you know? Otherwise, how do you know you're saved? Well, because the Bible says so. That's, well, my faith. Yeah, you look, that's great. That's great. That's great. I believe the Bible. I was telling Deacon Gershwin this morning, I said if, if he and, and his wife, Bashara, decided they were, they're going to go and take a, a nice trip, a vacation over to Italy. Sound all right? Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> said okay. All right, they're going to take a nice little trip over to Italy, and they're going to buy plane tickets, and they're going to, uh, you know, secure a hotel. I said, how would you know you have a hotel over there? You can't see it. You can't touch it. How do you know? He said, well, I have to have some kind of evidence. I have to have some kind of confirmation. Well, that's exactly what God does for you. He gives you some, more than just a feeling. Well, I I got the word. Well, that's great. That's great. But the things you're saying from the word the, 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 the actions, I mean, unbelievers can have those same actions. Absolutely. No, so he wants to have something more so that we're sure that we're sure that we're sure that we're sure that we're sure. So I'm going to give you my supernatural stamp on your supernatural transaction so you have a supernatural assurance that you have a supernatural home in glory. Got it? Now, again, let me say this. this if anybody say, well, I pass, I've, been a, I've been a believer. I know I'm a believer. I've been, been saved all my life, you know, or whatever. I've been saved for three years. I never spoke in tongues. Okay, I'm not putting you down. I'm not putting you out the church. What I'm saying is, you, um, okay, let me, let me, give me Romans 10, verse 9. Romans 10, verse 9. This is my last thing on this, and we're moving on. Romans 10, verse 9, because I, I got to move on. Um, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Verse 10, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. With the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Now go back to verse, verse 9. I want you to see two things here. That he says, if you believe, the second part, and believe, what will happen? You will be Saved. Okay, now, so you believe unto salvation, or you believe, uh, go, go to verse 10 again, I want to make sure I say it, say it properly. You believe unto righteousness. Right. 
Okay, so I believe. Now, verse 9, confess with your mouth the Lord. Savior Jesus. No, it says Lord. Lord Jesus. See, I got, he, he's my Savior because I believe. But with my confession, I have to make him my Lord. And so what's happened is, if, okay, I'm a believer, but I, I didn't, I didn't, I, don't, I didn't do that tongue thing. I don't want it. Well, uh, that, what it means is you've not fully made him Lord because you've not yielded. Is everybody listening to me? Yeah. Everybody? Yeah. You've not yielded to his lordship. You're still in control. And that's why it's such a struggle. And that's why the struggle's there. Because you're still in control. Tongues is a yielding. Anybody who, who, all, who all in here been filled with the Holy Spirit in tongues? You know you had to yield to that. You know you had to, okay, I'm going to just give this thing up because it don't make any sense to my mind. It don't make any sense to my brain. It don't make any sense to my body. I, you had to yield. And I mean, you had to, you had to go, oh, 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 what? You, had, you, had to, you know you had to yield. Right? So it's the same thing here. You have to, it, it is the same thing. You have to yield. You have to yield. And the problem is just that you haven't yielded. So that means you've not yet established his lordship. My God. Luke 6 and uh, verse 46, I believe it is. Jesus says this. But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? I said you'll speak with new tongues. We better read it again. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do the things which I say? I said you will speak with new tongues. But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? I said you will speak with new tongues. So don't go telling me I don't believe in that. I'm not your Lord then. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. I see that. That's why he'll say, people will say, but Lord. Did we prophesy your name? Wait a minute. Lord, I'm not your Lord. I'm not your Lord. That's why I don't know you. I'm not your Lord. So I'm going to make a bold declarative statement. Take it and do what you want to with it. It's the truth. If you're not yet willing to speak in tongues, he's not yet your Lord. And can I, can I help you with this here? Because once he is your Lord, now these divine nine gifts, they are your activities under his lordship. And you can't operate in these activities until you come through the way of tongues. You're saved, called. And because you're saved, you're called, your calling has gifts. But you can't operate in these gifts without going through tongues. So here you are. <laughs> uh, oh, God. How do I describe this to you? You are. Hmm. You don't really work for him. You're, 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 uh, you're not really in his army. You're really in, in a shadow army. A renegade group. 
Now this this is I know this this is, this is Wednesday night kind of stuff, so I apologize to the Sunday morning only people who come and you know this is you know strong meat kind of stuff here. Uh, but this is real, and see, my, 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 my concern is that there will be a lot of people when Jesus Christ comes and he does crack the sky and we all jump, you know, floating up in the air, gravity just breaks its hold, and you're going to be, you know, come on, come on, come on, come on, body, go. What about me? What about me? What about me? Nothing happy. Your, your, your feet just glued to the ground. Lord, have mercy. And I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want that. Do y'all hear that? Now, please don't get angry with me. I'm the messenger. It's not my message. It's his message. He's speaking through the messenger. I don't know why. Well, I do know why because I, I pray to, to the Father. Why he 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 downloaded this into me the other night? I wasn't I wasn't even thinking about this here, but I believe God is concerned about His people. That He He don't He doesn't want us to be deceived, or be ignorant, and miss out on something we thought we had. You got it. Thank you, Lord. So I tell you that we just have to yield. You have to yield. Make him your Lord today. How do I do that? Well, at the end of the service, I'll pray with you. You can get filled with the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. But again, it's a matter of, really a matter of you just yielding. Because I, I realize I don't have to lay hands on you. You know, in Acts 10, Peter was preaching. In Acts 10, he was at Cornelius' house. He was preaching. And while he was preaching, the Bible says while he was yet speaking, the Holy Ghost fell on all those who heard. They believed what he said. The Holy Ghost fell on all those who heard, and they all began to speak with other tongues. Nobody laid hands on them. Nobody prayed with them. They just believed. The moment they believed, they prayed. They start speaking in tongues. Glory to God. A lot of, a lot of pastors who are not believers. A lot of bishops, they're not believers. A lot of cardinals, they're not believers. At the very least, they're not under his lordship. But I don't want you to be that way. Amen? This is supernatural. All these gifts are supernatural. And if you're going to operate in the supernatural, you've got to go through the supernatural uh, route to get there. Got it? Okay, now let's deal with this, this piece here because this takes us right over into these proclamation gifts because tongues are a part of that. So verse 10, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 10, it deals with these, these, uh, these the remaining gifts. It says this, to another, the working of miracles. We dealt with that, right? That's under the demonstration gifts. Then we, we looked at, uh, we're looking at, to another prophecy. Everybody say prophecy. prophecy. Okay, then it says, uh, to another discerning of spirits. To another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. Okay? Now, <clears throat> those of you who've been here and you've been around church for a while, you know we've been teaching about and we have taught in the past, people have taught, you know, the three categories of gifts, and they put discerning of spirits in with uh, the revelation gifts, right? Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discerning of spirits. But interestingly, I, as I studied this more, I saw Paul 
Paul listed this over here down, down here, though, with prophecy and stuff. He put it after prophecy. So why, if it's, you know, if Paul would put every, everything else seem to be together, why is, this one falling out? why is discerning of spirits over here? And I thought, well, maybe discerning of spirits, maybe, yeah, it is revelation, but it's part of a proclamation gift too. Why? That's why he listed after prophecy. Come on. See what, what's happening, we all got smarter than Paul. We got smarter, yeah. smarter than Paul. I'm talking about we preachers. Theologians, we got smarter than Paul. We got smarter than the Holy Ghost. So we, we moved discerning of spirits over back to the front. But Paul listed it right in this order. So I got to ask, well, Holy Ghost, why did you listen it in, in this order? Because he didn't just, you know, throw them up in the air and let them fall somewhere. It's because of this. Give me 1 John 4, verse 1. 1 John 4, verse 1. Glory to God. I'm dealing with discerning of spirits. Beloved. Do not believe every spirit. Here's why. But test the spirits whether they are of God. Because many false because many false what? Prophets are going out into the world. That's why discerning of spirits is after prophecy. See, this is this is just wrecking all the stuff I've ever taught. And I allow the Holy Ghost to wreck what I taught. Because once, once he gives me clear understanding of stuff, oh, I got to adjust him. I'm going to bring you along with it. So he says, don't believe every spirit. He said, but te- not, they didn't, didn't say try the spirit. He said, test the spirit. Some of y'all, oh, oh fuck you. Try the spirit. By the spirit. No, it said, test the spirit. See whether it is of God. Right? Well, let me ask you this question. How are you going to know whether it is of God if you don't have the spirit in you? Unless you're a tongue talker and you can delve into another realm and know something. Because watch this. Because if you don't, then any prophecy that comes in your life, you take, you, ooh, I received that. I received that. And it might not be from God. Just because somebody, he don't mean that that's God. People can come shake around. And that, that don't make it God. It, and it don't mean God because they come with a foreign accent. Oh, that must be. That does not make it God. You better have something, some in, something in you to test that and know whether that is of God. It said, believe not, don't believe every spirit. But test the spirits whether they are of God. So that means not all spirits are of God. So that means not all prophecies are of God. Because there are many false prophets have gone out into the world. And I might add, there may be false prophecies from a true prophet. What do you mean by that? Because you're going to have a person who, they are a real prophet. They have no ill intention whatsoever, but, be, but they can get over into their soul and prophesy out of their souls, and it's not from God. 
And because, ooh, that's, not, that's my word. That was not your word. That was a devil's word trying to get you off track. But if you're not spiritual, I said if you're not spiritual, how do I know if I'm spiritual? You speak in tongues. If you're not spiritual, just like my, my wife or the girls, my whole family, we babysit uh, my grand, little grandnephew. And my little grandnephew, he just turned one year old. And so uh, as a one-year-old, uh, he can't discern between edible things and inedible things. So he goes and tests everything. He, he put everything. He'll, he'll put your cell phone in his mouth and try to chew it. He'll put the remote control in his mouth. He'll, it doesn't matter what it is. He's going to try to put everything in his mouth because he doesn't have the ability to discern and so if you are immature and unspiritual, then you'll put every little thing in your mouth. You'll eat up every little thing anybody says because that must be a word from God. It's not necessarily. Not necessarily. Y'all hear what I'm saying to you? Now, I'm not, I'm not trying to make you, you know, paranoid about every prophecy and every prophet, but I'm talking about you better be discerning enough. You better be mature enough to test that thing out. That's on you, not on them. That's on you. Verse 2, verse 2, verse 2. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. Verse 3. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the anti-Christ, anti-anointing, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. So there's an anti, oh my God. Remember I, I was teaching y'all on, um, I think it was covetousness or something. And I was talking about the anti-anointing. Yes. How the anointing does you good, makes you glad. Yes. But the anti-anointing will, will do you bad and make you sad. It brings the, that depression, that grief. Yeah. So that means you can get an antichrist word that you think is going to turn out good. That's my word. But it can be an antichrist word. That's, see, in order for an antichrist or a false prophet to even uh, operate, they have to give you enough of the word enough of something that sounds right for you to, for you to take it. Oh, this is better than y'all are letting on, boy. They, they got to give you a, just, just enough. Yeah, but I was going to say rat poison is 99% corn. But that 1% strychnine will kill you dead. So if you're not discerning, you're not, you're not spiritual. I'm going to just say that. You're not spiritual. Then you won't know. Glory to God. Y'all got this? Everybody say discerning of spirits. Turn to 1 Corinthians 14 real quick. Let me give you one more verse on that. This, this is important, ladies and gentlemen, because I don't want you to be deceived. I don't want you tricked out of your promise. I don't want you tricked out of your inheritance, out of your destiny, out of, out of the word that God has for your life. I don't want you tricked out of everything God has for you. Don't go around believing people. People now go, they, they, they'll write in for prophecies. They won't, won't write in. People have TV shows, just write in. Send us a, you know, we're going we gonna to send you a year worth of prophecy. Really? A whole year worth of prophecy. People, people run and chase prophetic conferences. Like, well, they're going to get the answer there. And you don't, 
You don't even know them people from Adam. You don't know them from Adam. Yet the Bible says, know those who labor among you and esteem them highly for their work's sake. In other words, so God will put your word in your house. Y'all miss what I said. God will put your word right up here in this house. Yeah, they, that's what they did on TV. Just, who look at that. And he talks so eloquently and slow. Look at his nails all polished. He must be a man of God. I want to say, Negro, please. That ain't, that ain't nothing. That ain't, you're going to get a prophetic word off that. Y'all forgive me for using bad, uh, bad words here. I'm just, I'm just saying. What did I tell you? First, first Corinthians 14, 29. Watch what it says here. Let two or three prophets speak. I'm dealing with prophecy and then discerning with spirits. Let two or three prophets speak and let the others do what? Judge. judge? What do you mean judge? Let others judge. You mean God will put within man the ability to judge a prophecy? So let them speak and the others don't just say, oh, that must be God. No, judge it. That word judge means to discern it. Check it out. Let them speak uh, uh, two or three and let the others judge. Verse 30. But if anything is revealed to another who sits by, let the first keep silent. Verse 31. For you can all prophesy one by one that all may learn and all may be encouraged. Oh, yes. Praise the Lord. Verse 32. Verse 32. Let's, let's let it. Verse 30. And the spirits of the prophets are subject to She got to be subject to somebody. See, in this house, I'm the chief prophet. I'm not the only prophet. In fact, I wish that all of us were prophets. In fact, that's the way Paul, the ball, Paul said it. All of us are supposed to be prophets. Every one of us. Every one of us. But I'm the chief. I'm not saying I'm the best. I'm just, I'm just the chief. That means I'm the one in charge. Okay, let's get that understood. Okay, now that's not me saying I'm, I'm that because I want to dictate or control. It's I have to protect. I have to protect the sheep from getting words that are not from God. Because, you know, I found that sometimes sheep can come up with their own words. They prophesy to themselves. I'm not talking about somebody else came. I'm talking about you got your own. I got my own little word from God. Now, it don't match anything scripture says, but it's just my word from God. If you, if you run it by me, I'll tell you. No, that's not, that's, that's, that's not, your, that's, that's not God. That's, that's you. But if you don't run it by me and you just run with it, nothing I can do for you. Oh, my, 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 my. Has this helped anybody so far? 
Okay, so let's deal with the, with the, with the real here, okay? So let's go back to uh, 12.10, 1 Corinthians 12.10. 1 Corinthians 12.10. So I just, I just thought it was interesting, Shantae, that, that he would list discerning of spirits here. See, because I limited discerning of spirits to just being, you know, you see things happen in the supernatural realm, yes. And that's true. It includes that. But the reason it's listed here is so you're going you're gonna to discern the voice behind the voice. Thank you, sir. Right? Acts 16. No. No. No way. Are you kidding me? One of y'all did that. Which one of y'all did that? Somebody, somebody messed with my time. No, that, that can't be. Have I been up that long already? Man. Okay. All right, give me a few more minutes then. I can't, oh, that's crazy. That was just the introduction. What was I about to say, though? <laughs> Act 16. What was I going to say about Act 16? <laughs> oh, you don't know? <laughs> Prophecy didn't come on you just then? <laughs> oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. Thank, thank you, Holy Ghost. Act 16, Paul and Silas were going down. They're going on the road. They're, they've been walking every day. And this girl is behind them, yeah. and she keeps talking about, these men are men of the most high God. These yeah. men are the men of the most high God. She's speaking right words. She's speaking truthful words. But Paul, even with her, she's speaking prophecy is what she's doing. She, she's prophesying these men of the most high God. But, but because Paul has discerning of spirits, he discerns, wait a minute. The voice behind that voice is of a demon. It's not of God. So he turned around now and cast that demon out of her. That's how he ended up in jail. Y'all know the story? He ended up in jail. And they praying all night, praising God at midnight, and the earthquake happened. There's a reason why they were in jail. It's because of that incident right there. Discerning of spirits kicked in. Got it? Yeah. All right. Okay, so let me just give you part of this in here. Then this. First Corinthians 12. Boy, I got, I got, boy, I praise the Lord. First Corinthians 12, verse 10. To another discern, uh, to, I'm sorry, to another prophecy. Now, I want to read that. First part there in the Amplified Bible, please. First Corinthians 12, 10, Amplified Bible, where it says here, to another working of miracles, to another prophetic insight, the gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose. So if we understand that what prophecy is, is interpreting the, God's divine will and purpose. Okay? Now that word prophecy comes from the Greek word prophetia, prophetia, Strong's number, uh, G4394, look at what it says here. A discourse emanating or coming from divine inspiration and declaring the purposes of God, whether by reproving and admonishing the wicked, or comforting the afflicted, or revealing things hidden, especially by foretelling future events. So prophecy includes foretelling the future. Glory to God. Now, 
Let me give you then my definition. Snap a picture of this if you have to. Or just watch it online later and write it down. The gifts of prophecy, the different kinds of tongues, and interpretation of tongues is the foretelling or forthtelling of the mind, will, and purpose of God as the Holy Spirit gives individuals insight and utterance. That was a lot, wasn't it? All I did, that's all three gifts. Prophecy, different or diverse kinds of tongues, and interpretation of tongues. Well, why do you give us one for each individual? Because A plus B equals C. Remember that? Because tongues and interpretation of tongues equals prophecy. So I don't need to give you individual because it's the same. They work together. But what it is is the foretelling or forthtelling of the mind. And when we say the mind, the wisdom of God. See, the wisdom of God is the answer to your situation. The wisdom of God is what you need for your business, for your marriage, for your career, for your family, you need the wisdom of God. And so it, he'll bring it through prophecy, through tongues, and interpretation of tongues. It's the mind, will, and purpose of God as the Holy Spirit gives individuals insight and utterance. Now, this, these, these three are big because, and they're, they're the biggest gifts. They're the top gifts. Because Paul spends, the Holy Ghost spends a whole chapter, chapter 14, dealing with just these three. The whole, none, none of the other ones get any, any other play. But these three, a whole chapter is devoted to it. That means they must be very important. And in fact, it's the ones the Holy Ghost desires to be most prevalent in the church. More than gifts of healing? Yes. Because, yeah, we're supposed to be over in divine health. Okay. Hey! <laughs> right. See, we're supposed to be maintaining this lifestyle. If we know the will and purpose of God and follow that, then we don't, you don't need healing lines. Right. Only reason we need healing lines is because we've kind of gotten out of, you know, need some more grape juice or something. <laughs> All right. Okay. So let's look at this here real quick. So prophecy is, itself, is a spoken revelation of divine mysteries and knowledge. It's a spoken revelation of divine mysteries and knowledge. In 1 Corinthians 13, verse 2, I want you to see 1 Corinthians 13, verse 2. I want you to see this here. And though I have the gift of prophecy and, as a result, understand all mysteries and knowledge. So prophecy is a speaking forth of the mysteries and knowledge of God. Are you seeing this here? I mean, I, I, like, I like it when, when, when we, can, we don't have to kind of guess about it. The Holy Ghost just makes it clear to us. Put it in spades as we would have it, all right? Now, number two thing I want you to understand about this, or continue thing. I don't know if I'm on two or B or D or whatever. Uh, <laughs> We're told to desire it. Chapter 14, verse 1. Chapter 14, verse 1. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may what? So this is for everybody. So every believer is supposed to be desiring spiritual gifts and especially desire to prophesy. You got it? How many of you desire to prophesy? Well, sure, you got your hands up now, but this morning you weren't thinking about it, right? <laughs> that's that's good response. I appreciate that. So yeah, we we we're supposed to desire to prophesy. It's 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 the most prominent gift in the body of Christ. 
it's supposed to be. And so he tells us to desire spiritual gifts. That would be all nine, but especially that you may prophesy. You got it? Okay. Now, why? It's because prophecy is for everyone's profit. Prophecy doesn't just benefit you. It benefits everybody. Look at verse 2, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 2. It says, for he who speaks in a, in a tongue does not speak to men but to God. For no one understands him. How, however, in the spirit he speaks mysteries. But he who prophesies speaks what? What? Edification? Come on. Everybody got it. I'm waiting. Let me look. Y'all got on this side. They, they were. Well, you, it just came up. You have your Bible, though, right? Okay, so verse 3, come on, read everybody, go. But he who prophesies speaks and, and so three things come out of prophecy. Three key things, edification, which is building up, exhortation, which is pushing forward, and then comfort, which is continuing on. So build up, push forward, continue on. So in other words, when people are down or people are, are confused, when people are, um, are, they, they are struggling, what they need to be is built up, push forward, and so they can continue on. And the Bible says this comes not through working of miracles, not through the gifts of healings, not through faith. It comes through prophecy. So that's why we need prophecy in the church. That's why I said, above all these things that I want you to desire, I want you to really desire to prophesy. Because prophecy will help build up your neighbor. You ever encounter somebody who they were just down and you can sing them a song and they couldn't get up, but one word from the Lord is like honey? I mean, it'll just lighten their whole countenance. Oh, my God, they can make it now. Well, the Bible tells you, me, every one of us, to desire to do that. So we can keep on going. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, verse 5. Verse 5. This one will prove you is A plus B equals C. I wish you all spoke with tongues, but even more, that you prophesied. Got it? For he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues. Unless, indeed, he interprets. So, prophecy is greater than tongues unless the tongues are interpreted. So, once the tongues are interpreted, they're the same. Y'all getting this? This is boring information, isn't it? (laughs) So, I desire to prophesy. I desire to prophesy. Come on, say that. I desire to prophesy. So, people can be built up. So, they can be pushed forward. So they can continue on. Now, here's something. Let's go to this here. Go to the book of Numbers, please. Numbers, that's Old Testament. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers. Numbers, chapter 11. Let me show you something real quick. Praise the Lord. I got to go in the speed drive or whatever you call it now. Overdrive. I got to finish this. Numbers 11. Or let me get somewhere anyway. Numbers 11, verse 16. Got it? 
So the Lord said to Moses, gather to me 70 men of the elders of Israel, whom you know to be elders of the people and officers over them. Bring them to the tabernacle meeting that they may stand there with you. Now, the scenario behind this, Moses is complaining to God, God is too much. I got a million, some people estimate three million, some people estimate six million people he's leading by himself. Right. Everybody's coming to him. Everybody's dealing with him. They got to bring all their issues to him. He's one man. This pastor Moses has got six million members. Wow. And this is hard. Because God never meant for it to be that way. So he says, God needs some help. So God says, okay, go find 70 men who you know to be elders and leaders among the people and bring them to the tabernacle meeting. Verse 17, then I will come down and talk with, with uh, you there. I will take of the spirit that is, upon you. that is what? Upon Not you. in you. It's upon this Old Testament. None of them have the spirit in them. He said, I'll take the spirit that is upon you and will put the same upon them. Okay. And they shall bear the burden of the people with you that they that you may not bear it yourself alone. All right, verse 24. <clears throat> verse 24. So Moses went out and told the people of the words of the Lord, people of the words of the Lord, and they and he gathered the 70 men of the elders of the people and placed them around the tabernacle. Verse 25. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke to him, and took of the spirit that was upon him, and placed the same upon the 70, 70 elders. Watch this. And it happened. When the Spirit rested upon them, that they prophesied, although they never did so again. So in the, the initial time when the Spirit came upon them, they prophesied. Now, some translations will change that and say, although it says they never ceased prophesying. Okay? So the translators don't know for sure whether it was they, they didn't do it again or they never stopped. Either way, the point I want you to know is they prophesied. They prophesied. Now watch. That's when the Spirit came upon them. Verse 27. Or verse 26. But two men had remained in the camp. The name of one was Eldad, and the name of the other, Medad, and the Spirit rested upon them. Now they're not in the tabernacle. They're back, back in the camp. But the same Spirit rested upon them. And Now they were among those listed, but who had not gone out to the tabernacle, yet they prophesied in the camp. And a young man ran and told Moses and said, Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp. So Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, one of his choice men, answered and said, Moses, my Lord, forbid them. Don't let them prophesy. Watch verse 29. Then Moses said to him, are you zealous for my sake? Are you trying to protect me? What's, 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 your, what's, your, what's your problem, boy? He said, oh, that all the Lord's people were prophets that the Lord will put his spirit upon wow. them. So notice Moses' desire in the Old Testament with the Holy Ghost just simply coming upon people that, the whole, that all would prophesy. Wow. No wonder Paul comes in the New Testament when the Holy Ghost comes in us desiring that we would all <laughs> prophesy. But notice what happened. Joshua says, forbid them. Why? Because Joshua doesn't understand what's going on. Right. And what people don't understand, they forbid. Right. Right. What people don't understand, they forbid. they forbid. They won't allow because they don't understand it. And the same thing is present in 2018. Mm -hmm. Go to back to 1 Corinthians, please. Let me show you this. 1 Corinthians 14. What people don't understand, they forbid. And so churches are, are existing today with no prophecy, no tongues, 
No gifts of healings. No working of miracles. Nobody getting filled with the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues at all to begin with because they don't understand it. So what they don't understand, they forbid. <laughs> it's not wrong, they just forbid it because they don't understand it. Right. 1 Corinthians 14, 39. Y'all still with me here? Yes, don't doze on me yet. Watch this. Verse 39. Therefore, brethren, desire earnestly to what? And do not forbid to speak with tongues. So what do people mostly forbid now? Speaking in tongues. Don't do that. You start speaking in tongues, some churches, the ushers will gather around you, and they're going to try to fan it off you first. Get, get up, get off. And then they're going to usher you right on out the church. Take it over to the hand legs. We're going to get out of here. Because what people don't understand, they forbid. Give me that same verse, 39, Amplified. Amplified. So to conclude, my brethren, earnestly desire and set your hearts on prophesying. Set your hearts on this. Can y'all do that today? Set your hearts on prophesying. On being inspired to preach and teach and to interpret God's will and purpose. And do not forbid or hinder speaking in unknown tongues. So don't forbid that. I'm just trying to show you what people forbid because they don't understand. Give me that same verse in the Living Bible, please. The Living Bible. Glory to God. Some of my fellow believers long to be prophets. Long to be. Well, y'all didn't say anything. Yeah. Long to be prophets. Some of y'all, you long to be rich. Long to be a prophet. But don't even think about being a prophet. Long to be successful. Some of you long to be married. But never give a second thought to being a prophet. Praise God. We got to switch that. See, because when we long to do what God calls us to do, the, the things, those other desires that are in our hearts, you got it? Long to be prophet so that you can preach God's message plainly and never say it is wrong to speak in tongues. Never say that's wrong. It's right. It's right. Now, can I give you a couple more places here? I'll just test you. I'll see if you, what you can handle. So, don't despise prophecy. Media, help me out. I'm, I'm, they're, they're fading on me, so I'm just put these on the screen. Carbs kicked in already. Tell your neighbor, don't despise prophecy. Now, remember I told, talked about, that don't mean you got to accept every prophecy. You got to be able to test it, but don't start despising it now. Because we desperately need, excuse me, deep. We desperately need prophecy. <laughs> it's front row anointing. We desperately need prophecy. Glory to God. Praise God. I didn't get him. He said I didn't get him. Good. First Thessalonians 5. First Thessalonians 5. Man, man, man. Well, I'm giving y'all some good stuff. I don't, I, don't know, I don't know if you realize it. I don't know if you realize it until next Thursday how good this word is you're getting today. See, because if not, you'll go with the normal flow of this whole world and you'll, you'll, you'll ebb and flow with the world. 
You'll be going in and out. You'll be waning and waxing with the world. Just oh, up today and down tomorrow. Up tomorrow and down the next day. Oh, yeah. oh never. Oh. You, you're just susceptible and vulnerable to everything, all the world's whims. And, all, and see, but prophecy helps us live above that. It's designed to bring the world above that, to bring the body of Christ above that. Glory to God. Where did I tell y'all to go? Chapter 5, verse 19. Says, do not quench the spirit. Don't silence him. Don't, don't, don't shut him down. Verse 20. Do not despise prophecies. Do not despise prophecies. Verse 21. Notice what it says now. Remember that discerning of spirits? Yes. Test all things. Hold fast what is good. So that means when prophecies come, test it and hold what's good or what's right. If it ain't right, let me just tell you something. Anybody ever had somebody prophesy to you and they were like 60% right? Well, what'd you do with the other 40%? Just throw it out. That's all right. Ain't no problem with that. And, you know, just, you, just, you just amen real nicely. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Thank you. I receive. I receive. I receive. I receive that. I receive. I receive. All right. You know what I'm saying? That's all right. See, it says test all things and only hold what's good. That word good, think of it as right, not what's good for you to hear. What's Only hold the part that's right. Because remember, prophecy is going to come to confirm. Come over here. Prophecy is supposed to come along and confirm. It's confirmation, not information. Something God has already been speaking and showing you in your spirit. So that's how you can know. Okay, that's good. Yep, that God already showed me that. Thank you, Lord. Got it? So don't despise prophesying. Tell your neighbor we need prophecy. Second Chronicles 36, the Old Testament. They're going to get on the screen for us, please, because y'all are too slow. Second Chronicles 36, no, I'm just messing with you. Second Chronicles 36 and verse 15. And the Lord God, watch this. Now watch, watch. Listen, everybody look at me real quick. I want you to see how God operates. Okay, speak. That warning always comes before destruction. That God will always go in to rescue his people out when destruction is coming, but you have to hear him, which means you cannot shut the mouths of his prophets up. You can't become so, so intelligent you don't need prophecy. And you let, you let the world forecast your future. You let the politicians forecast. That's stupid. You let the politicians forecast your future. No, you got to let God forecast your future. Are y'all hearing me? Out there, this, this is my, that's my take. They're all ignorant. This is my take. They're all ignorant. How you, how you going to go and listen to unsaved folk give you advice and wisdom and they don't hear God? They're all ignorant. Oh, yeah, all of them. I don't care. You look at me funny all you want to. They're all ignorant. So don't waste your time listening to ignorant folk when here's God saying through prophecy, I'll tell you stuff. I'll tell you everything you need to know. I'll show you things that are yet to come. Come 
Amos 3, verse 7, I will do nothing in the earth except I reveal it first to my, to my prophets. So he's going to reveal it to his prophets. He's going to tell you, hey, here's what's, what's about to happen. Now they, they're forecasting, you know, we're about to have a, you know, a bull market. No, it's, gonna, it's about to be a bear market. They're forecasting, well, you know, how it's about to do this. No, no, here's, here's what's really going, what's going to happen. So you can know. All right, verse, uh, go back. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Second Chronicles 36, 15. And the Lord God of their fathers sent warnings to them by his messengers, rising up early and sending them because he had compassion on his people and on his dwelling place. God has compassion on you. So he's going to send somebody with a word. Don't marry her. Don't marry him. I remember one time back back in my old church, this is back many years ago, this girl, and I thought I was in love with this girl, man, I'm going to marry this girl. Matter of fact, I, I think I probably gave an engagement. I handed engagement rings out like they were candy. And uh, I did. I'm just telling you, it was stupid. Uh, but this girl, I, I said, I'm going to marry this girl here. And so I, I went to this guy. He was a, he was a minister, and he was, he was a real minister, and, and he was a minister of music. I said, hey, man, I want you to play for my wedding. He said, sure, as long as you don't marry her. I was like, what? He said, yeah, I'll, I'll pray for your wedding, sure, as long as you don't marry her. I'm like, what does it mean? I had to go home and pray about that. What do you mean? Don't? Oh, and I, all of a sudden, my eyes were open. I start seeing stuff. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Prophecy will open your eyes. Because you're going to stuff with your eyes wide, wide shut. Your nose open, but your eyes shut. But God, I'll show you this day. <laughs> Won't he do it? See, he sent warnings. Everybody say warning, 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 warning. Don't go to that school. Don't take that job. Don't buy that house. Don't do this. Warning, warning, warning. But it's a good deal. Warning, warning, warning. That's not the one. Verse 16, verse 16. But they mocked the messengers of God, despised his words, and scoffed at his prophets until the wrath of the Lord rose against this people till there was no remedy. God warned them, but because they despised the prophesying, they ended up being messed up so bad there was no remedy. No remedy. Nobody can fix it. Verse 17, I think, we, let's do that one too. Therefore he brought against them the king of the, of the Chaldeans who killed their young men with the sword in the house of their sanctuary, had no compassion on young men or virgin on the age or on the weak. He gave them all into his hand. Because they wouldn't listen to the prophets. Second Chronicles 2020. Second Chronicles 2020. I just got two more. I'll deal with tongues Wednesday night. You be here? Good. Me and you, babe. <laughs> so they arose early in the morning. Now they're in, they're in, a, they're in a fit. They're in trouble here. Uh, the people of Judah about to be destroyed. The enemy is, is upon them, but God has sent a prophet to them. So they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Joshua, the, he's the king, or he will be the pastor. And he says, hey, we, well, the prophet spoke to us. 
And he said, hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. But then watch this. It doesn't end there. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper, or you will succeed. So your success is tied to prophecy. So we can't shut down prophecy. We don't just... Oh, there they go, another word. Oh, my God. No, come on. No, 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 no. We need this because your success is tied to it. Ezra 6.14, last one. Ezra 6.14. Remember I told you how they're going back in there to build the temple? Remember that was Thanksgiving week? They're going back to build a temple? Ezra 6.14. So the elders of the Jews built... They're building, they're laying a foundation for the temple. They're going to build a temple up. And they prospered through the prophesying of Haggai the prophet and Zechariah the son of Edom. He's also a prophet. And they built and finished it according to the commandment of God, of the God of Israel, and according to the command of, Cyr of Cyrus, Darius, and Artaxerxes, king of Persia. So they have, watch this. They have a command from Cyrus, a king of Persia, Darius, the next king of Persia, and Artaxerxes, who was the current king of Persia. You see Cyrus, uh, he was there. Uh, Isaiah prophesied about him. Darius, you, saw, you see with Daniel. Artaxerxes, you see him uh, uh, with, with, with Daniel and Ezekiel and those guys. They're prophesying with all these times, okay? But notice it says, they built and finished it according to the commandment of God, of the God of Israel. But, no, but the beginning says they built and they prospered through the prophesying. So they had the king's orders. They had God's word. But along the way, to keep them going, to cause success along the way, he established prophets for them. Y'all hearing this here, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my God. Give me that same verse in the uh, New Century Version, please, the New Century Version. We're reading and y'all can wake up and get your purse. <laughs> the older Jewish leaders continued to build. Tell your neighbor, continue to build. In other words, they have an order from God. They have an assignment. They have a destiny. They have a divine plan for their lives. So they continue to build and were successful in their building. How many of you want to be successful in what God has called you to build? So to be successful in what God has called you to build, they, they were that way because of the preaching of Haggai the prophet and Zechariah, the, a descendant of Edo. So notice that their success was tied to, to preaching. Tied, I can say this, to prophetic preaching. Their success, them finishing what God called them to do, was tied to prophetic preaching. You know a lot of preachers in the world. Preachers, preachers cover the landscape. You can turn on TV right now and find seven, eight, nine different ten preachers right now on TV at this time. And just right now, every half hour, gonna be a new preacher online. Some of them they they gonna be on they gonna be on five, seven, eight times a day, preaching. That don't mean that they're a prophetic preacher. Just because they give you, oh, that's a that's nice, that's cute, that's cute. They can start out with a joke and give you a laugh and even make you cry. But that doesn't mean it's prophetic preaching. Y'all looking at me funny like, who he think he is? I'm your prophet. 
I'm your prophetic preacher. And if you would hear what thus said the Lord through my mouth, it'll help you be successful in doing what God has called you to do in building and finishing what God has given you to build and finish. And the reason, oh man, uh, Minister Lee preached this a few weeks ago. The reason why so many people are struggling and not being successful and not finishing is because they don't really have a pastor. They're not really being shepherded. They attend church. Come right in here. They attend. They're part. Maybe even serve. But they're not allowing the prophetic voice to really be the lead and guide in their lives. So then what, what happens is they go out there in the world and they're going to do it on their own. And you, what you get into is toil. You're toiling for success. Well, I'm successful, but it's toil related. It's the result of your, well, I work hard. Show me that in scripture. No, the blessing of the, of the Lord makes rich. I'm not talking about you not being diligent. There's a difference in being diligent. I'm talking about getting over in the toil because you're not following the prophetic voice. The prophetic voice is supposed to just make it easy. What the prophetic voice does? It's just, it's just nope, do this, we're going to do this. This is, what, this is what God said, do this. Boom, 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 you got it. And it flows easy in your life. So don't despise prophecy. Now, I give you the license to test everything I say. I want you to do it. The Bible talked about there's a group called the Bereans. When Paul came through preaching in the city of Berea, they went through preaching. And the Bible says those Bereans, they didn't just say, oh, that's right, that's right. They, they said they heard everything Paul said. They wrote it down. Went back. Let's go check that out to make sure everything was true. I'm giving you the license. I want you, please, go back and check back over everything I tell you. And if I'm wrong, don't come correct me. Correction is never made from down up. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just going to help save your life. I want to help save your, your life. <laughs> you, I'm, I'm talking about, hey, listen, God don't play about that. I'm not talking about I'm going to call security. They're going to beat you up and, and shoot you. I'm talking about God, doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't allow that. No. Yeah. See, he, he'll, he'll correct up, down. You, you just pray, Lord, show pastor. That's what you do. Pass out, uh, you know, don't, just Lord, just help pastor see that. He, I believe he missed it. But I'm going to say the same thing that Paul said. If any man be ignorant, let him be ignorant. I, see, I don't, one thing I don't do, I don't just fly off the cuff on nothing. No. I, don't, I, don't, I don't golf all day and come preach on Sunday. No. I'm going to spend time with God seven days a week. Seven days a week I spend my time with God. So I can, because I want to be a prophetic voice. You don't, need, you don't need just a preacher. You don't need just a preacher. You can go to any church and get a preacher. Anybody can preach. You can go to school and learn how to preach. They gotta, you can learn hoopologist, Sister Annie. Learn how to hold your, hold, hold your ear and in tune and change keys. I mean, preachers call out their own key. Give me an E flat. But that, uh, that ain't, that ain't, that ain't going to help you. But a prophetic voice, 
It will lead you and guide you, and you'll be successful and finish what God called you to do from that voice. Now, I'm not the only one. I desire and God desire that all of us. How many volunteer prophets do I have in here? Good, good. God sees you. He sees your hand. I don't fake God out. Because if you're serious about that, he's going to start giving you prophetic words. And don't you then back out on, oh, no, no, I don't want that. Because see, here, here, cause the thing about prophetic words is, is you got to be strong and you got to be mature. Because prophetic words, many times God will show you something. Oh, Lord, why are you showing me that? Mm, I didn't want to know that. You got to be mature enough to handle that, and know when it, when it's it's for prophecy to speak to someone or for intercession to just intercede for someone, and not pass around a small group. This 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 not this not a flight team issue. This is a me personal intercession issue. <laughs> Glory to God. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. My goodness. My goodness. My goodness. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I want you all to prophesy. I want you all to prophesy. I want you all to prophesy. Thank you, Lord. Some of you have prophesied before. I mean, bold proclamations that you've gotten microphones and stood up. Pastor, I got to share what the Lord said to me. You've done it. And then you've not done it since. And you got to say, well, what's, what's wrong? Did, did, did God turn the faucet off? Or did I turn my receiver off? Well, at the time, when, when you prophesied, what, what was going on in your life? Were you, in, were you fasting? Were you in a special prayer time? I remember those times. We, we've been in those, uh, 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 we had the, like days of refreshing. We'd be fasting for a month or whatever. And all kind of people get up and prophecy, prophecy. Oh, and hadn't prophesied since. What happened? Well, y'all ain't called no fast. Call your own fast. Call your own prayer time, child. Here's it. Make it a lifestyle. So you're always on point. The spigot's always open. I'm ready for God to speak to me and speak through me. Because listen, listen. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Imagine how business would change. If, if in the business we had a, our board meeting and we sat in the board meeting and we prayed in tongues for a half hour. And we then, after the half hour of praying in tongues, we sat and didn't say anything and just, then just said, okay, we're going to wait on the Holy Ghost to say something. And he'll say, call that person. Check this vendor. 
You see, because we, we think then prophecy is just limited to being in the four walls of the church, but that's not how it works, ladies and gentlemen. Remember now, tongues, uh, prophecy is greater than tongues unless he interprets. Right? So that's why Paul said, let him who pray in tongues pray that he may interpret. Well, that's not just for being in church. When I'm at home and I'm praying in tongues, I pray that I may interpret. Well, I want to give me an interpretation of that. Because, and then when I, that comes, that's not, that's not for the church. Remember, the, remember he said the one that, I deal with this Wednesday, the one that prays in an unknown tongue edifies himself. So that means that's, this is personal now. And if I get an interpretation, that must be personal then too then. Right? You know this guy, Youngie Cho? Y'all heard Youngie Cho, pastors uh, in South Korea, the world's largest church. I mean, a million people plus in his church. They have something called Prayer Mountain there. You know, before he does any counseling, he makes the people who are coming for counseling, whether it's a couple, whether it's an individual for whatever personal issue, he makes them go up on that mountain and pray for an hour in tongues. Go on, the, go on the mountain and pray for an hour in tongues before the meeting. Before I give you this appointment, go pray on the, on the mountain for an hour. And you know what, what he said usually happens? They cancel the counseling session. You know why they cancel it? Because they got the answer on the mountain. Because they got the answer on the mountain. See, you pray in tongues and then pray, pray that you may interpret. So what my point I'm making to you, Dwight, listen, everybody, is, is the answers you need, these gifts are not just confined to this. It's, it's for your life. It's how we live. It's how we live. That's all I'm going to say about that. All right, Father God, today we thank you and praise you for this time. Thank you for the word. I thank you, Lord, that you have deemed us worthy to hear strong meat. I know, Father, that, Lord, you could have, um, we could have just been dealing with some, you know, regular stuff and just talked about, you know, just, just milk kind of things. But, God, in this house, you are challenging us. You are prodding us. You are pushing us. You are, you are really, really trying to pull more and more out of us so that you can get more and more into us and more and more through us. And Father, we yield ourselves, and I pray that in this house there will be a yielding, a complete yielding to tongues, a complete yielding to the gifts of the Spirit, a complete yielding to the manifestation of the Spirit in our lives. God, not only do we need those things, but the world needs what's on the inside of us. Thinking that these gifts have been given to each one of us for the profit of all. I pray, Lord, that you would minister to us and through us so that lives can be changed, our lives included. We don't despise prophecy. We don't despise, we receive it. We receive warnings, and we take heed to those warnings. 
we don't scoff and we don't mock at the prophets. We receive the words, oh God, and thank you that God, you help us, Lord, in discerning our spirits to test the spirits, to see whether they are of you, and that, God, we know how to test all things and hold to that which is good. So thank you, Lord, that we're not gullible people. We're not immature people. We're not children tossed to and fro. But we are maturing. We're growing up, and we know how to receive and how to handle things that come from you, Lord, and to put out those things that come from the enemy. So I pray that in this house, prophecy would just flood our lives. In the name of Jesus, that this house will be a house full of those who prophesy. People who pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, especially that we may prophesy. Show us more and more what our calling, what the calling is upon our lives. Beyond things we do. Lord, the things we do are not who we are. Show us who, what our calling is because our calling will tell us who we are. So God, show us that. Make it plain. And I pray supernatural success in the lives of every person who hears and receives and obeys the word today. I pray in Jesus' name. So be it. Amen. And amen. We'll give God a great praise if you receive that word today.